Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman, and it's time to bring the orange. Today's guest is Eric Lillestall, Cisco Data Center Senior Solutions Manager for Applications. Did I get all that right, Eric? Yeah, you know what? You nailed it. Congratulations. <laughs> Having a Norwegian names with a bunch of L's in it sometimes is a little difficult, but... Yep. Nailed but I got it, it all right. Got okay, it all good. Right. And the yep. title, right? You the know, title's lots, great. Lots yep. going on just, there. Yep. Um, how long have you been at Cisco? I've been at Cisco a little over seven years. Seven years. Okay. And looking after mainly the application solutions, or have you done other things while there? So I was really involved mostly just in, in SAP. So in okay. terms of the enterprise applications, pretty much the whole time I've been building out the business for the SAP business at Cisco. Um, I started out in the product marketing and okay. working in that. And now I've been able to bring together product marketing and engineering together, or product management and engineering. So we got both of those now together into one group and we're going off and working on the market with that and, and with Pure. Sort of holistically building yeah, out holistic solutions approach, for yeah. that whole. SAP is really complicated, though. I mean, that's a that's a hard space. How'd you how'd you get into how'd you you know nobody just sort of overnight goes now well, I'm I'm doing SAP now. Yeah, right? I didn't go to college and decide, hey, I'm going to be an SAP guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you look at my college education and career, you wouldn't have seen the trajectory coming to SAP. But it's one of those areas where you really start to look into where is it that um, companies really think about and strategize around where they're going with their business. And SAP is one of them. And the reason is, is, you know, at, at a very basic level, that's their crown jewels. You know, that data that defines what their product or solution or offering is, it resides in a core function. And the area that I'm in, that core function is, is SAP. So it, it's a critical business application that I just kind of got into it and then sort of like, hey, I, I think I'm going to stay here for a while. And it per, well, there's plenty of it out there, right? I mean, there's so much SAP that's running and so many giant enterprises, it's something so like, what, 87% of the top 2,000 companies yeah. in the world or something yeah. are running SAP. So yeah. it's something that is always going to be there and it's worth paying attention to. It's always going to be there. And, you know, SAP keeps me busy because they're always introducing new stuff and they're always... And Acquiring companies, acquiring companies, know, bring it to Calidus and doing things with analytics. I, I mean, there's there's no end to what they're up to. I know, and if you look at what's going on in the market, you know, uh, in general, and the work that SAP is doing is to bring the applications to that. There's a huge transformation going on right now, and and SAP is all up in that business, and you know so that's keeping me busy. Yeah, yeah, I bet. How how does Cisco view SAP from a solutions lens? I mean, that's obviously a focus area, but for all aspects of the business or or just certain parts? Yeah, so when, when we're talking about SAP at Cisco, we're both a customer and a partner. Okay. So we have SAP in our data centers. We run uh, both some of their SaaS applications as well as the on-premise and database stuff. And we're also a partner. So we do joint go-to-markets with SAP. We build out uh, the next generation data center infrastructure for customers that are implementing the uh, the new SAP software, you know, S4 HANA and yep. uh, BW4 HANA yeah. and, uh, you know, all the data hub stuff that's coming out. You know, all of that stuff is going to be running on an infrastructure somewhere. It has to. And it has to somewhere, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're kind of working with SAP on trying to figure out how to make that happen for our customers. What, um, so you and I, and our, coincidentally, our roles are rather similar, right? Because I look after the application solutions on, at the pure side. Yeah. Um, what are the kind of things that you see folks struggling with at an applications level relative to infrastructure? I know our infrastructure brains want to go yeah. you know, right to hardware-oriented things, but really when you up-level it a little bit, there's, there's real business problems that are, are being dealt with or need to be dealt with at the applications level. Yeah, yeah. 
So this is this is sort of the the mental mind shift that we need to make when we're in the infrastructure business. Like you said, we assume everybody wants to talk about speeds and feeds and servers and storage and <laughs> it's networking. It's so easy though. It's so easy. Yeah. Like it makes sense to me. Why doesn't it make sense right, to you? Right. Yeah. But I'm going to make up a number. Okay. But the number is 90% of the people in an, in your customer base doesn't care about the infrastructure. Yeah. They they just don't. They're they're more concerned about it's it's taking me 20 minutes to run this report, or I can't even run this data because I can't get at it. It's in too many different places. The customer has some real fundamental business problems that they're trying to solve. And historically, it's been you go to your buddy down in the in the database business and you say, run me this report, and you just get it every month. Well, that's kind of static. Yeah. It, it You can't change it. It's kind of fixed. And so they're really, you know, getting overtaken by those smaller, more flexible businesses that have adopted some of the newer software practices and can generate new information or can understand more about what their customer base is doing. And they're starting to feel the pain of the competitive pressure. And you kind of, you, you hear this phrase, digital transformation, right? Right, right. Well, this is what we're talking lot, about, right? Yeah, right. right. And, it, and it's kind of become this buzzword. But, mm-hmm. but really what it is, is taking advantage of the stuff you've already got to remain competitive. Are the challenges that we're seeing today similar or different than 10 or 15 years ago? I'm always interested in they're very different. They've they've evolved. Uh, Absolutely, they've evolved. Um, You know, everybody thought that cloud was the thing that was going to be the big thing that was going to change the world and everybody was going to go away and not have any more problems. Well, guess what? Customers are still spending 70% of their business budget on just keeping the lights on. Yeah. Cloud didn't fix that problem. In fact, cloud, for all the good things it brought, it also brought some new challenges. But what's really facing the customers today is how do I remain competitive? How do I remain um, on top of what's actually happening? How do I see what's going on in my customer base? And to do that, you need to relook at how you do your business, how you're going to make your business successful, and then that gets codified in the application. So SAP is just basically codifying to some degree what their customers are telling them that they're trying to achieve. Hmm. And so as customers are moving on in this direction, as they're trying to get further and further in, it just starts to become a bigger and bigger thing. And that's why now, more than 15 years ago, 15 years ago was about introducing technology. Right. Now they're talking about, I need to change my business or I'm going to be like the taxi company when Uber comes to town. Right. There's got to be something disruptive that's going to come about. But at the end, you still got to go back to what we're talking about, where you actually have to solve you know, the, it takes too long to get my reports problem, yep. not yep. can you drive faster IOPS or can you give me right. a faster clock speed on right. my Intel chip that exactly. runs on UCS, right? It's 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 at, at that higher level. And those are the things I think the execs are caring more about. That's exactly what they're caring about. Yeah. And and when you look at the executive level and then the vice president level or the president, vice president, and director level, they're all about trying to solve their business problem. And they don't want to solve the speeds and feeds. They don't want to make the storage work with the compute, with the networking, with the databases. They're like, no, 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 no. Infrastructure guy, you take care of that. Right. Before it was, I got all this stuff in-house. I'm going to stitch it together. Yeah. And they've realized that I got silos. I got a storage guy and I got a server guy and I got a networking guy and I got a security guy. And now I'm getting data from everywhere and I got data on the edge and I got data in the cloud and I got data in my data center and my guys can't do this anymore. So the big change that's coming our way as infrastructure providers for that application layer is we have more responsibility now. We have to solve that problem of stitching stuff together right? and, and ensuring for the customer that it works. So how did Cisco then 
pivot strategically because there had to be a time when there was that realization, right? That, that, that it's not just about, well, here's our next switch and it goes faster or, you know, here's our next microprocessor. I know we all did it, right? Yeah. I come from a server background too. Yeah. And we're really excited to talk about our newest widget and what it does and the memory expansion and all that. But that doesn't, it doesn't speak the language of what they wanted. So Cisco probably had to pivot at some point well, let's or say, shift strategically, let, let's or maybe say. it was always there, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm assuming things. No, that's a, and, and let's, let's, let's couch it and say a little bit, Cisco's pivoting. Okay. We're like the rest of the industry. We're making our way through this pretty dynamic change that's going on. I would say that we started it, you know, uh, 10 years ago. This is Cisco's 10th anniversary of the UCS. Server. That's right. We introduced it 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. And and not a lot of people realize it, but it was actually introduced as an application platform. And and it was viewed as, um, because we're Cisco, we're a networking company, it was something that hung <laughs> off the end of the network, right? But um, there was, so there was a lot of different perspective at Cisco about how compute and computing worked. And for the last 10 years, a lot of compute has been focused on what's the application that's going to work. It was VMware for the longest time. Right, right. Um, and, and Blades system, or, you know, our Blades came in and we just found out now, you know, knock on wood, we just took over the number one spot globally ah, for Blades. Congrats. Last wow. quarter, yeah. So that's a tough a, space. It's a right? tough space, yes. right? Because I know Blades, your competition in that space. And that's, <laughs> exactly. that's a big one to overtake. It is yeah. huge. And we're pretty proud of that, that's too, awesome. especially on the 10th anniversary. But, Absolutely. Um, I, I would have to say that we're in the process. We're pivoting. Okay. into that space and more and more and more from the business units out through the marketing organizations and into the sales organizations, we're seeing more and more embracing of uh, understanding the customer's application needs mm -hmm. as we're selling it. And not just at the compute level, but at the networking level that we do. And a lot of the applications we're bringing out. If you look at, for example, our product app dynamics, uh, we just released a product called app, app D for SAP, specifically for SAP customers, looking at the performance of the application. It's not even an infrastructure tool. It's an yeah. application yeah. tool, right? Looking at the performance of the application from the perspective of what the customer is seeing. I'm getting a bottleneck on my order system. Customers are having to wait 20, 30, 40, 50 seconds a minute for their credit card to be taken, for example. Why is that happening and how do I fix that? So even though all of our stuff is looking at making the customer's experience at the infrastructure level the best, we're really starting, and much more now, to come at it from the perspective of the application and, and how is the customer perceiving their experience on our infrastructure. Yeah, and I think that's the real nirvana, right? Which is the degree to which you can provide specific integration yes. at the application level or provide some kind of service, right? Some kind of extension. Yeah. Uh, you know, we do it at Pure with VM analytics, right? right. Where, you, where you have that connectivity, you know, where yeah. the VMs go and how are they mapped and all that. It's you know, it's a, it, a VM, you know, administrators go, oh, wow. Okay. That, yeah, that solves a huge problem for me. And similar to your, you know, your app dynamics example yeah. here, it's that integration that, yeah. um, that really is, is, is kind of key. Um, talk about working with pure, um, Cisco and pure flash stack being the, you know, sort of the product that we all kind of rally behind. Yep. Um, a, a great SAP and kind of applications play. It's fantastic. Right? It's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, Cisco and, and pure, kind of hit it out of the park right at from day one. You know, we, we talked a little bit earlier about where the customers are going and wanting the infrastructure partner to really own that 
solving the infrastructure problem. Right. Converged infrastructure, flash stack. Yeah. Bang. There, there you, you are. are. Right. That's it. That's it. Uh -huh. um, and it, you know, the partnership has even gone further than that because it goes into addressing even more of the key issues that the customer is dealing with. You know, how can I get more of a SaaS like experience mm -hmm. for my converged infrastructure? How can I make it so that I'm not having to lift and replace every three years? How do I make it so that I can go into my infrastructure like an SAP platform and and not have to worry about is this going to fix it or is it going to work or am I going to run into issues? You know, am I going to buy my license now and I'm I'm not going to be able to use it for another nine months? Right. Right. You know, converged infrastructure with you know the flash tag it just addresses all those issues and just makes it easy. You know, yeah. takes the risk out. You know, really lowers the anxiety level and speeds just, time to deployment. Speeds you know, time to deployment. All those, right. those, all those good things. things. Right. And I'm not sure people know. Uh, the extent to which we actually work closely together oh, for yeah. integration. I mean, you look at something like a CVD, like yeah. when I came on board, somebody pushed a CVD at me and said, <laughs> okay, get this up on the web. And I went, what is this CV Cisco validated design for folks that may not yeah. know when we use, you know, yeah. acronyms and lingo. And I started clicking through yeah. and I was blown away at just the level of depth yeah. and details that were provided around the integration between you know, a pure flash array or pure flash blade and the Cisco UCS stack. It yeah. was extensive. It it's was impressive, right? So a Cisco validated design um, serves two purposes. Uh, one is it's a step-by-step -step 300 pages of this is exactly how you implement it to meet the requirements of an SAP implementation. Mm -hmm. And we literally have a lab with Pure. We build it out. We test it. We run it through the cycles. You know, we make sure this thing works. And then we publish this document. And so there is, there is a high degree of, of certainty in this design. The second thing the CVD does, then the sales guys take that, right? Yeah, right. And they go, right. here, Mr. Customer, same thing yeah. as they did to you, right? Thunk, there it Check is. Check it out. On the here table. we go. This is right. how you run it, right? This was your question. It's how do built. I, what's the best way to go run, run SAP? Yeah. Here's, here's a stack that we yeah. can deliver to you. Exactly. So do you want to, Mr. Customer, do you want to go someplace else and, and try it out for the first time with your consultant? Or do you want this thing? Yeah. This has been built in his been deployed numerous places before so it's been fantastic to be able to have something like that with pure and the, the team's work I, I gotta tell you from an engineering perspective right it has been like hand in glove it's just been really tight in how that engineering has been coming together it's just been it's been fun to watch right um a cvd takes three to four to five months yeah that's a, a long, long time project right it's a long to project for these guys to get done and you know every time a new pure rate comes out or a new ucs comes out Back in the lab we go and we, yeah. we do it again. Yeah. And it's not just SAP, just for, for folks to know, right? Yeah. I mean, we've got it for Oracle. We've got it for other, you know, solution use cases that are there. It just happens that you're, you're, you're focused a lot, <laughs> a lot more around the SAP use I, case. But. I, I have the privilege of being dedicated to SAP. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Hey, wh where do you see SAP HANA adoption? Kind of out of left field, yep. right? I mean, you've got the SAP mandate in 2025 yep. to, well, mandate no longer support Support, right, it, it, other other databases upon which SAP runs, yeah. uh, which is causing some folks to march, you know, move straight ahead with their initiatives, which take a little while. Yeah, they do. And others to kind of reluctantly hold off and and see which way the winds are going. What what are you seeing in your space? Um, so there are. An, uh, th this is my this is my personal opinion. Okay, that's After fair. After I've talked with a number of customers, analysts, and SAP, 
Um, you know that whole crossing the chasm thing? Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Right, right. We, we've just gotten through the early adopters. Okay, so it's still very early on we in are testing seeing, the waters. We are seeing um, the, those mainstream people, companies, are now starting to come on. We're seeing um, requests for a lot larger systems. Uh, we're seeing a lot more of these larger companies coming in. They've, they've done their kind of their first migration. Maybe it was a POC, maybe it was a production unit, but it was one of the, the lower ones, uh, smaller systems. Right. But now they're coming and it's happening. Okay. And, and they're looking for, oddly enough, a lot of them are looking for us to say, hey, um, I don't want to go into the public cloud, but I can't be on premise. I have a mandate. I need a cloud solution. And so there's this huge demand for a hybrid cloud solution. And I'm sitting back going, well, you know, how does this going to work? And I look at the way if you... I'm coming, I keep coming back to this FlashDAC right. SaaS model type yeah, of yeah. thing for infrastructure. Yeah. Service and delivery. Like service delivery. And we're like, hey, this is perfect the way this can work. And, you know, some of the new stuff that Cisco's bringing in around ACI and around titration and AppDynamics and CWAM and, you know, pick an acronym. All of these things are just really helping the customers adopt this hybrid yeah. cloud model. And you kind of combine that with what Pure's doing around the cloud block store, cloud snap and enabling, exactly, you know, right? AWS capability, portability of apps, or even just those tricky yeah. HADR things, right? Exactly. Which for an SAP environment, when it is critical, mission critical, super critical, always mission critical, yep. Yep. You, you've got to have that capability, but why not have the flexibility in cloud? Yep. Um, what about uh, customers? And I know, you know, we, we kind of talked about this in the lead up that we may not go into specific names, but any yeah. any interesting flash stack, you know, use cases that that stand out where some of the problems we were talking about earlier were, were solved by by uh, the flash stack integration? Yeah, there's there's one customer. I, I'm, I probably won't name them. That's fair. You know, they're. I know who they are. I'm just not going <laughs> to name them. But, the, you know, they were running into, it's kind of funny. I'll just back up a little bit. Every customer has a different problem. Um, for some of them, it's running reports. For them, you know, being able to close your books at the end of the month is worth a large investment. Yeah. Um, there was another one, this customer that I'm thinking specifically, they were, their customers were taking almost a minute to be able to click the button to place an order. And these are large dollar orders. These were like furniture kind of sized up. And, and that's just unacceptable. Yeah. You know, you're in the internet age, you are ordering online, you know, having just this thing turning for a while. Well, there's probably, the a, there's probably a tangible revenue impact that they and can measure off that revenue, too, right? Exactly. People, you know, people right. will cancel if it takes too long. Yeah. Oh, is it working? Right. Yeah. And and they start working, banging on the start right. banging Or they key, right? reorder and yeah. do too many and <laughs> then it's a customer service problem, <laughs> okay, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't need to. nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. Problems yeah. nonetheless. So, you know, these guys, they implemented a flash stack. And super excited about it because this new flash stack comes in, they install it, and they're down to like sub-seconds in some of the areas. They're, what used to take two hours to generate a report is now being done in 17 seconds. Their, their one-minute cycle for placing an order is down to one to two seconds consistently. You know, bring it, you could argue some of that's new technology, but, but guess what? Just throwing new technology doesn't solve it. It doesn't problem. always work. Yeah. And now that they're on board, then you get to experience the simplicity, yeah. right, of the joint solution, yeah. as well as out in the future when they need more horsepower. Yep. 
Uh, it's going to be that you know those non-disruptive upgrades and, yeah. and capabilities that we're you know yeah. we're both kind of jointly providing across yeah. that solution. You know what's kind of interesting is is the two companies come at non-disruptive upgrades from two different paths, uh -huh. but we get to the same point, right? right? Same outcome. Yeah, and so we look at you know how we compute, how we update the compute. You know, we have the UCS, we have stateless compute. We can move a profile from server to server, and the customer doesn't know what's going on, so we can do that. Similar to what Pure does, right? You you've got this three-year promise, and you can just new controllers and new storage and new software just keeps rotating in without disturbing the operations. Yeah, and I mean, it's all about the user experience, right? And exactly. just making it as easy to use as possible so exactly. that, uh, I don't know, we jokingly on our team say we help people, we help app, apps and DBAs take <laughs> take storage for granted, Yeah, right? Go ahead, yeah. take it for granted. It's yeah. not, it's, you're not going to have to worry about yeah. all those sort of mundane things that, yeah. that you normally have to exactly. go focus on the bigger picture problems, right? Yeah. Those things in your business and we'll, we'll take care of the infrastructure, yeah. don't right? Don't worry, we got it. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> we got we it. Got it. Yeah. Well, exactly. awesome. Hey, thanks for um, carving out a little time to, uh, to meet with anything you want to plug on the Cisco side where people might want to go to hear more about the SAP solutions yes. or CVDs. Yeah. So go to cisco.com slash go slash SAP. Okay. We can go there. We got all the CVDs listed there. Um, Flashdoc.com, I believe we got that. Yeah, we do have up. that dedicated yep. microsite, which yep. is great. Microsite, go there, do there. Also, for those of you uh, that are going to SAP Tech Ed, coming oh, yeah. up. Coming up soon. Coming up. Uh, so the week of September 26, 27, 28th, I think, is the Tech Ed Las Vegas. And then we got another one going on, Tech Ed Barcelona, October, I want to say 7th, 8th, and 9th. Yeah, there's always something going there's on. Something there. always there's always going on. There's always an yeah. SAP thing. Yeah. yeah. So come look for me if you want to. Go awesome. there. Um, contact your pure sales guy. Contact your Cisco sales guy. We got you covered. Fantastic. Well, yeah. Thanks, Eric. Thank it you It was very a blast. Much. I appreciate it. Hey, and thanks everybody out there for listening, uh, for telling a colleague, and for subscribing. We appreciate all the input, too, getting lots of feedback on the podcast, and we will keep these coming. With that, we'll go ahead and wrap. For Pure Storage and Eric Lillestone, this is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back, something might be gaining on you. <laughs>